Hi, and welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint Podcast, episode 123. Uh, I, was, I wasn't actually going to jump into any particular topic. I was just going to go straight to the emails and comments that we've had. But uh, just before I started shooting, I was thinking, hey, it's a new year, right? And, uh, you know, our new year period is over. It's now officially 2021. And I think it's a good time to start making all kinds of goals relating to language specifically, I think it's a good idea to, to think to yourself, uh, at least I will be, what do I want to achieve with my language uh, this year with, with Mandarin or any other languages you're studying? What, what do you want to get to? Uh, and you could break that down in terms of uh, your annual goal. So by this time in 2022, what do you want to have achieved? And a big part of that is writing down your goals. Writing them down by hand is also really helpful. Um, and writing down in a certain way that gives them a, somehow gives them a higher likelihood of being achieved. So um, I, I remember watching something by Brian Tracy. He's one of those motivational speakers. He's very effective, uh, very successful. And one of the things that he suggested regarding goals, which I did actually did, and it helped me personally pass the HSK6 in a short time, I think, um, was write down your goals every single day. <laughs> so it's quite a lot to, to expect. Um, and I guess you, handwriting, he suggested, is better. But, uh, you know, you, you pick 10 goals for the year. Uh, you can have more long-term goals if you want, but um, 10 goals for the year is a good sort of number and you write them down on a daily basis and say, you write it in the way of uh, by so-and-so date, um, I have passed the HSK5 um, or I passed the HSK5 by so-and-so date. It's written in a way that's like, it's, it's, it's kind of already happened. It's just, you're just waiting for the time to, to come. So that was, um, that was very good. But uh, you know, that's, that's taking it a bit to the extreme. And it's rather time consuming to do that. Uh, but just having your goal somewhere um, and making short term, medium term, long term goals. So daily, weekly or monthly and annual. Um, and it should be specific as well. I'm sure you guys know a lot about smart goals. Instead of me going through all that, uh, go ahead and download our ebook, Mastering Mandarin in the Modern World. So if you go to the resources section of our website, mandarinblueprint.com, You'll see it there. It's very large, 193 pages. And one of the chapters is about writing goals. So go and check that out. Maybe make some goals for this year and uh, and start being more mindful of them on a daily basis. And that's what I'm going to start doing this year again anyway. So uh, we'll start today with Santino Banks. He uh, sent a comment on the community. He says, hey, everyone. I'm halfway through level 14, and I'm picking up the sentence reading quite well, but I'm just wondering, how long should I be staying on each sentence to perfect it orally? I'm not too sure if this is just an exercise to get used to reading and understanding Chinese, or I'm supposed to be working on my spoken Chinese too. I'm spending quite a bit of time on them, and I'm worried that this might not be the time for it yet, and I could just be slowing down my course progress. So. Yeah, this is something that comes up relatively often like regularly, on a regular basis. 
hey, how am I supposed to be reviewing these sentence cards? Am I doing it right? Which kind of makes me think maybe we should make a video that very clearly describes uh, what I'm about to say. Uh, we'll probably add it to the course. Um, so level 14, you're on Yeah, so when you see a new sentence here, you should be just reading the sentence, trying to guess the missing close delete, and checking you understand what's going on in the sentence. You understand the message of it. And that's it. That's the minimum activity, the minimum viable activity that you need to do. And you can move on after that. Now, if you want, it will help you greatly if you shadow the material as well. So as you hear the audio, you repeat it. Maybe you can press uh, repeat. Uh, the I believe that's R on the, uh, on the keyboard. Or just manually do it. Just keep repeating it. And that will improve your pronunciation, your speaking, and it will do nothing but good. But you don't always have energy for that. So that's what you always say. It's like, what mood are you in? How much time do you have? How much energy you have? Weigh those things up before, before doing that. Maybe just try it out for like five sentences and then stop doing it or vice versa. So yeah, it's, it's never not time for it. Um, it's never not time, uh, but let, we have different preferences. So some of our students like to, or members, uh, I think it's a better word, uh, some of them like to really take their time and review every single sentence. Not only that, but review every single sentence as you're describing by reading it out loud, making sure it's correct, stuff like that. A lot of students like to just review the required sentences, go through sort of not so not so detailed, and then maybe they'll head back and unlock the un not required sentences later on and do it that way. So it's completely up to you, Santino. Um, either way, it's all good, you know. Um, this is a, you know, I would say if it was me personally, I would just, uh, I would vary it from day to day depending on how I felt and how much time I had. Vila Rawei on Unit 3 Wrap Up. This is from the Pronunciation Mastery course. Oh, yes, thanks, guys. By the way, I'm really enjoying the course so far. Anki is a little challenging, but the more I use it, the more I'm beginning to like it. Yeah, Anki can be a little bit challenging, but it's a lifelong challenge. Uh, software that you, you might want to keep with you for not just learning Mandarin or even languages, but all sorts of different things. Um, yeah, so I'm glad you're getting through that. There is a little bit lowing, there's a bit of a learning curve to it, but if you follow the instructions uh, carefully, uh, it's not too bad. Soren, uh, vocab unlock from Pai, it's quite far into the course now. I'm still a little bit haunted by the lack of translations for a lot of sentences. Yeah, no worries, that's fine. We're thinking about just adding them in anyway, regardless of level. Uh, it's just that, first of all, this was, this is the intermediate course, and uh, we didn't want to, we, we added translations for most things, I believe, but it's, it's a lot harder than it sounds. Like translating, as I've mentioned before, is not an easy task. Uh, and it can be difficult to find the right resources, as in the, the, the people, person resources to do that. Uh, if, I mean, if we do it, we can do it ourselves, of course, but it's just so time consuming. Um, we tried hiring someone else and it's like, we just end up having to go through every sentence anyway and make sure it's done correctly because, you know, something the Chinese might not be as good as ours or whatever. Um, so it's just so time consuming. That's that's the issue. And uh, we've got so much so much to do. So we thought, okay, people are getting to the level where they can understand the sentence anyway, so let's not translate every single sentence for them. Um, and I think a lot of people like that, actually, because it gives them kind of a reward, because it's a bit more challenging, of course. You're, you've got no training wheels. 
Um, but it forces you to really think about the sentence and look at it and what does it mean based on the knowledge you've already built so far. So, but yeah, now I'm thinking just, um, just go back and maybe, you know, just do it, just bite the bullet and get every translate, every sentence translated. But uh, we'll see, we'll see. Anyway, so Soren says, and he Google translated it, all oh, big mistake. <laughs> Google translate, uh, especially with anything like uh, relatively long sentences. Um, you know, it's, it could be, it's not very reliable. Google Translate gave the, the translation, how many people can't be excluded? And that's just completely wrong. He says, my expected meaning of this would be something more along the lines of excluding the people that didn't come, how many are we? Well, hayo would be, you know, yeah. So yeah, no, that'd be right, that'd be right. Yeah, so how many, that's, that's pretty much spot on. Although, um, is is, is either present or, or future. It's not past. So that'd be um, how many people will come. Excluding exclude the people that won't come or won't be coming, uh, how many is that overall? So, but yeah, yours is way better than Google Translate. He says, I guess you can kind of interpret the Google Translation in that way too. At least there isn't a direct contradiction. When I encounter these types of sentences, I tend to focus solely on the meaning of the word or character the sentence is structured around learning whilst ignoring the sentence as a whole. This is obviously a small minority as most of the sentences are quite straightforward, which is amazing to experience. Yeah, so I'm glad that most of the sentences are working out for you. Some of them are, of course, more challenging than others, but you've done a great job. You've, you, I think you should have more confidence in yourself, Soren, because uh, uh, don't underestimate the skill that you have um, because you've demonstrated that you understand that. Uh, and it's not like, a, I wouldn't classify that as an easy sentence. You know, it's got some... There is some, it's open to certain interpretations if you're, if you lack uh, experience, which you obviously don't now. So well done. Um, and always get in touch if any do, as people do anyway, people always leave a comment if there's any, any issues. And it's great because that adds to the course. So please do that. Fantastic. Next is uh, Alex Summary on Vocab Unlocked for Shen. He says, does anyone know the story behind Shen Ma? I imagine it's a jokey thing used on WeChat between the younger generations. Or is there a deeper meaning? So I actually have to look this up. I've never heard of Shema used like the original version. Of course, it's used in um, sort of online slang, meaning Shema, like what? Uh, but what, why do they say Shema? Well, look on Baidu. <laughs> Baidu has all the answers as long as you can read Chinese. Um, there's a bunch of reasons uh, Shema is... Uh, a bunch of sort of uh, uses of that particular term. Uh, it's used as a, to describe a kind of flying horse. Um, one of the most common sort of known to people would be, oh, it's also used to describe a, a just an incredibly amazing horse, like a, a stallion, a beautiful stallion. So that's a shema, uh, according to Bayru. But one that, st that stood out to me, there's like six different <laughs> references, including the shema one, the what one. Um, one that stood out the most, I think would be most commonly known to Chinese people, is it's known as the horse that the uh, the kitchen god, the Zhao Shen, um, would ride. The kitchen god is apparently, I've never seen this personally, um, or heard about this in real life, but apparently uh, Chinese people, or maybe not so much now, but maybe more back in, back in the more old 
and back in history, they would have a Daoshen, a sort of statue of the kitchen god, in their kitchen, either on the north or the east of the stove itself. And it's it's to do with um, preventing disasters, I believe, uh, maybe to do with the actual fire in the kitchen, but generally it's about good fortune. So I might be off on that. That's me. That's me translating uh, over like 10 seconds of a, of a Baidu thing. But uh, that's generally what the Zhao Shen is. And he apparently rides the Shen Ma as well. <laughs> so there's loads of references to it. But yeah, basically, it's just a now people know it as just a shema, like what? Just in a funny sort of uh, satirical uh, online chatty way. John Namora just says uh, on her in context. So in context is our new type of lesson where we just we just show the character, the word that you've learned in context with example sentences that you can understand. He says, I can see why you say reading these can become addictive. Yeah, so reading the sentences um, d does get very addictive once you actually can, are able to do it, once you reach level 13. I believe John is around there, he's a bit further on now. Um, but yeah, he's starting to really get into that because once you, like Soren said as well, it's an amazing experience once you can start reading Chinese sentences and uh, doing so after only learning like 100 characters, 150 characters, it's pretty cool. And yes, it is addictive. <clears throat> Even now, for me, it's still addictive. Kevin Roy Jackson make a movie for Xiang, which means uh, fragrant. He says, nice t-shirt, Phil. Do you have any plans for merch? And funny enough, we got reproached by one of our members uh, recently, relatively recently, who also was like, hey, you guys should uh, do something, either sell sell t-shirts or uh, maybe give away t-shirts once you reach a certain level. And I thought that was a fantastic idea. And we'd actually thought about it before, but he just, he brought it and we hadn't, <clears throat> I just put it as, a, as an idea in the back of my mind for a long time. And then he said it. And I think now we've got the, we've probably got the resources to do that. So we I think that's a great idea. Maybe, I don't know if we'd have like a shop. I have no idea how to execute this whatsoever. Uh, we could just like, I just get these off Taobao, to be honest. Taobao, I just send them a logo and they'll send you a shirt, you know, with the company color and stuff. Um, um, but I guess we'd have to do that in a different way. Uh, so, but that's cool. You know, people want, people want to buy the shirts and stuff. But I think the coolest thing is like, if, if someone gets to a level like uh, where we can we can prove that they've got to level say they finished the foundation course or they finished the intermediate course we should send them a free shirt i think <laughs> you know um i have to get those designed which is my area so i'm gonna maybe uh i'm gonna go on a short break like a holiday uh, in a few days time and um, but once i get back i think i'll get into that and apply for uh some hire a designer to help us out with that if you guys got any ideas regarding this by the way please let us know in the community or comment uh, email us you know uh, i've got some ideas i've got some websites that do drop shipping and stuff but um yeah it's it's definitely something that we thought would be cool to do so yes kevin we're we're it's definitely on our list <laughs> along with many other things uh but i'm quite excited about that one i think that'd be quite cool jeff johnson on pa in context Again, seeing the word pa, afraid, um, or to fear rather, in context of sentences. And he says, uh, well, he gives two example sentences that are both from the course itself. And he says, is a word meaning scary. So my horse is scary. And the second one is, 我的儿子很怕我. 
my my son is scared of me. He says when I come to these sentences, I always get mixed up between xia and pa. And I just uh, I looked at this and I thought that's completely understandable because they're very similar, right? Xia me is like active. It's like to scare someone. It's a verb, and pa is an adjective saying scared. I am scared of this, that, you know. So I thought of a really quick, or just looking at the characters, I thought just a quick sort of mnemonic thing you could do is the word xia is active, right? It means, ah, like jumping out and scaring someone. I, uh, I'm going to scare him or he scared me. Um, and it has a mouth in it on the left. So you could, that sort of just works for me mentally as a mnemonic. It's like, oh, it's got a mouth. So that's the active one. That's the verb. The mouse actually scaring someone. Like imagine someone jumping out of a corner and scaring you. Uh, and then the the pad then automatically is not the active one. It's the it's the descriptor. It's the adjective. So that works for me. Anyone else got any better ideas? Again, community. Let us know. We've got another comment from Scott on our uh, problem initial lesson from the pronunciation mastery course. He says, almost 20 years ago, my wife and I taught English and computer classes at a private university at Yanjiao in a, a suburb of Beijing. Uh, Beijing, sorry, so like half there, uh, half English, half, half Chinese pronunciation, Beijing. We were there for about a year and learned enough Chinese to shop, order food at a restaurant and talk to taxi drivers. Well, at least a little bit. They seem to appreciate that we were trying to speak Chinese. They certainly do, even if they only understood a few words that we said. Anyway, a Chinese friend told us that rice is more common in southern China. Yes, it is. But noodles and bread are more common in the north. If I remember correctly, we mostly ate noodles, but seldom ate rice. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And the reason is, you learn a lot about rice when you're married to a Chinese woman. <laughs> so, especially a northern Chinese woman. The north is colder and so they can only have one harvest for rice a year so it's just it over many years you know because china's only very recently had the um, had uh, become um i wouldn't say wealthy because on average people still aren't wealthy here it's still a um still a, a rather poor country but generally the middle class is is growing exponentially right and they can afford all sorts of things um but of course before like the 1970s that wasn't the case right so you, you went by what what the harvest gave you. And uh, in Beijing, like of course, they've over many, many, many years, they've developed the habit of not eating rice as much. And I assume, I'm it's just my assumption that it's because rice is only harvested once a year, whereas in the South, four times a year at least, I believe. Um, a lot more anyway. So it's just abundant because the Southern weather is just so much more humid and hot. Um, and yeah, so I guess the Beijing people, similar to Northern Europeans, right? It's cold weather. They got used to eating bread and wheat-based things, um, which I assume grows faster. Lots of assumptions in this explanation, by the way. <laughs> so you might want to look up what I'm saying. But yeah, definitely. And, but also I will say, Beijing, like the Beifeng, the, the Northern rice is so much better in my opinion. It just tastes way better. There's, it's... Yes, rice is different, right? So if it's southern rice and northern rice, there is difference. And uh, Beijing rice, I guess, because it's it only gets harvested once a year, it just has a sort of toughness to it, which is very satisfying. It like fills you up a little bit more and just tastes better, in my opinion. 
Um, my little rice rant there. So they called the bread mian bao and noodles mian tiao, but pronounced it mian tiao, mian tiao. Yeah, that's absolutely right. That strong R sound at the end of words was so common around Beijing. I know, right? It's, uh, the more you, time you spend there as well, like, you, you, like, you really, you add an R sound to that too? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> it takes the same amount of time to say. It's just what they do. Someone told us that it was the local dialect called Beijing Hua. Yeah, Be Beijing Hua. Yeah, sure. I've forgotten most of the Chinese I learned back then. So I'm looking forward to relearning what I lost and learning even more. Loving the lessons so far. Awesome. Thank you for the comment. Uh, yes, and yeah, they, they, there's a lot of R going on there, but it makes it's, it's, it's easy to understand, um, and it's quite fun as well. I, I kind of like it. It's very easy to imitate as well. It's not like a difficult pronunciation. Um, so yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing uh, how you're going to progress there, Scott. Um, yeah, let us know, how, you know any updates you have, any other thoughts about the course. Uh, please get in touch. The next one here is Jonathan Glazier on vocab unlocked for xianzai fashion uh fashion sorry and xianjin uh, so all to do with xian meaning now currently uh ah, and this is one of the, this is what I, this is what I really want to see from you guys more and more please uh because they're fantastic is um it's a new aspect of the course that we've started to um started to encourage uh and we we I've I've uh, I did mention a couple of weeks ago that I wrote I uh, wrote I shot a video, it's about an hour long. I think we cut it down now. Um, it's all about how to create vocab mnemonics. We've got a vocab mnemonics cheat sheet all prepared. That's going up on the course very soon, within the next week or so. Uh, at the beginning of phase two, and it's gonna, and throughout maybe, no, what we'll do actually is we'll, <clears throat> we'll cut it up into clips, maybe 10 clips, because you know, all our, all our videos are short. I don't have like one one hour video just stuck in there. Um, I want to do that to you. So we're going to cut it up into maybe six to 10 sort of clips and uh, sprinkle them from the first two or three levels of phase two. Um, yeah, and just to give you all the tips we know, pretty much all in terms of how to create vocabulary and mnemonics. And Jonathan Glazier, and this is what we want you to start doing as well as giving us um, fantastic fil uh, films, for movies, films, movie scenes, whatever you want to call them, for learning characters. I also want to hear your ideas for learning vocabulary, your mnemonics for learning vocabulary. Uh, for example, xian. So xian means to discover. Uh, and we show you that word, you unlock that once you've learned both of the characters, fa and xian, which mean send and currently, respectively. So fa means send or send out, and xian uh, means currently, now. Uh, so he just says, seek and ye shall find. Send currently. Yeah, so that's like the connection that Jonathan's making there between the two characters and the final meaning of the word. That involves a little bit of thought, but it does make sense to me, um, and it's, it's, a, it's a good one. So well done there, Jonathan. Uh, please, guys, send more of those, more connections, more mnemonic ideas for connecting characters to their the two characters or three or four characters, usually to just two, to the uh, final meaning of the word. That'd be great. Um, speaking of which, I've got another one here from Jason Pon. Another couple, actually. This is for um, 进步 and 进一步. So there's slightly different meanings. 进步 is um, uh, progress. 
um, and Jinny uh, Boo. I'm doing it again. What am I doing with my English? <laughs> just like saying Chinese with an English accent. Jinny Boo. Jinny Boo. Jinny Boo is like uh, advance, to advance further, like uh, one step further, or yeah, that would be the best translation, I think. Uh, I don't know what the exact translation we gave, but that's, that works. So let's look at Jin Bu first. So uh, he says, I thought of notable historical figures who have contributed to the progression of our society. Jin Bu means to progress, right? More specifically on a te technological idea to be also in line with the idea of advancing and improving. So I chose a picture of Henry Ford standing in front of a form model T. So yeah, that works as well. You think of an image that represents that word as a whole. So Jim Bull, what's a great image that you could associate with that? Um, I always like to try, and this is what I said in the video clips that you'll see soon. I also like to try to connect to the words, the, the characters, sorry, individually as well, and ideally connect those. But it doesn't have to be done because it can, sometimes it just, just like with making a, a certain movie scene to learn a character, some, sometimes the inspiration just doesn't come, right? Um, but if I was just looking at right now, it's off the top of my head, so Jim, Bull, it's kind of a mnemonic in itself, isn't it? So I can see why Jason uh, didn't uh, didn't add any ideas there because Jin means to enter or um, yeah to enter a step. Uh, so and Bull is step, right? So enter a step. Enter is like going into something, and then one step into something. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, you could connect that to the second idea that, that Jason has actually here. They would both work in a similar way. So the next word is Jin Yi Bu. So it's exactly the same. It's just got the, the character Yi number one added in, in the middle. It just means one further step. Further. So you could say, for example, Jin Yi Bu Liao Jie. So Liao Jie is to understand. So you could say Jin Yi Bu Liao Jie when it means to understand further something. So he says, I thought Neil Armstrong, so just get a picture of Neil Armstrong. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. So that kind of works as a idea because Jin Bu is literally um, uh, one a step, isn't it? You're entering the moon, one step. And that is also Jin Bu, it's also big progress for mankind, right? In theory. So, fantastic. Um, yeah, so that's the idea. Well done. Keep those coming. I really like to see those uh, new vocabulary unlocked because they're so helpful. They, you can just learn words in seconds using these. It's fantastic. Uh, last comment that's not a movie here uh, is related is from uh, Rick Angeland on make a movie for mole. I've seen mole mole means so and so. Mole mole go yeah. So yeah, it means uh, some some and such. Absolutely such and such. For sure, um, i.e. fill in whatever you want. I've also heard shama shama. What would be the commonest fill the gap expression? Good question. Yeah, I, I thought about this for a little bit, Rick, and I can't really um, think of many more. I mean, there's dung dung, which is kind of like etc. So dung as in to wait. Uh, I'm not sure why, but dung dung is like the slightly more formal way of saying uh, etc. Shama uh, shama is, is more like um, literally the three dots that you get when you're 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 doing someone's speech so saying uh um literally you like we it's very useful for example teaching chinese so you can have um uh you say like a grammatical word and then it's three dots and the other grammatical word so 
e 什么什么就 e 什么什么就 So that's like a grammatical function. So e means as soon as, and then 就 means that happened. So you say, oh, e 什么什么就什么什么 So that 什么什么 is literally the dot 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 there. So it's used in that context. Momo is used, you know, in a slightly different context. Such and such. So it's hard to say what's the most common because they're, they're used in different ways. And dung dung means etc. So those are the three most common that I've heard, but they have different functions. Um, there are others as well, um, but I, I can't really think of anyone that's any of them that are as useful or as common on that same level as, as those three that I mentioned. The next one is uh, oh, we've got movies next. Sorry. So movies, we've got th uh, th three this week. Got a couple from Will, and just a, an interesting comment from Alex Sumray. So we'll start with Alex. He says, <laughs> "This just made me laugh." So having misunderstood the keyword, I asked my mum what association she has with barley, as in the grain. She responds, "Indonesia," thinking I said barley, B-A-L-I. I've now just made a scene for barely. <laughs> uh, sorry, barley the grain instead of barely the adverb. <laughs> I think it's time for to stop for the day. Yes, when you start hallucinating and <laughs> getting things wrong. Um, yeah, it's time to have a little break. Maybe go have a coffee, something to eat, and then get back to Mandarin Blueprint. I just thought it was really funny. Well done, Alex. Makes me laugh. A couple of movies here from Will. Uh, Will's been a champion, by the way. Thank you, Will, for uh, adding so many comments to the course lately uh, and in such an organized way. I love it. Uh, as you can see here from the text, Got the keyword. So this is a tough one. This is why I want to. I want to definitely go through this one to see how <clears throat> see how Will goes through it because he's a, this one's for aid, is uh, in help, um, and it's ji. It's not a standalone character. It's 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 most commonly used in the word jingji, which means economy or economics. So the actor J.I. actor null set uh, fourth tone. So it's in the bathroom. The props are a water bottle. This is a, this is cool actually. I like when people. Net, like show the props beforehand so you don't have to go back and figure out so the props are a water bottle and a man on stilts make a movie in the bathroom the J.O. actor's there she spills her water bottle on the floor she does not want to get her feet wet so she backs against the wall yet she is now surrounded by the water and needs aid a man on stilts comes to her aid so I guess he, yeah he he picks her up and takes her across the water bottles, water to the bathroom's exit. That could be a very dramatic scene. I can imagine hand it, holding his hand out like this, saying, come with me if you want to live, and uh, taking it. The actress looks so relieved. The man on stilts come to, comes to her aid. That's good to mention as well, like to show it's her cue to feel like, ah, yeah, he's here. Everything's good now. Um, it's nice to give your scenes a sense of completion. So that's that's great. Uh, when I personally think of aid, I always think of like sending aid to poor countries. So I would imagine this is uh, that story. That scene is great, by the way. I'm not not this is not a criticism at all. I'm just uh, saying like I would I would I would think of a helicopter dropping something in. So maybe this the guy on stilts comes down. He's on a little mini helicopter and he comes down. That's just me personally. Um, but well done, Will. Really like that one. The next one here, again, Will, is another D character. This one means a chemical agent. You'll see this on the back of uh, chemicals, um, or any sort of any sort of chemical that you buy for household use. Uh, you'll often see it, like a cleaning chemical, things like that. 
Um, says, ah, oh, yeah, and he, he specifically uh, mentions as well, it's a solo chemical, not like a mixture. Mm. Uh, so let's see what he does here. Again, it's the same actress, same room. Uh, it's exactly the same pronunciation, right? So bathroom again, man on stilts as well. But this time, there's no water involved. It's a broadsword. The right side component is a sword. The J.I. actress in the null bathroom, the man on stilts comes to attack her this time. She gets her broadsword and slices the man on stilts. A strange chemical agent bleeds out of the man on stilts. This, I guess you could make it like bright green or something like this. This chemical agent is like acid that melts through the bathroom floor like in the Alien movies. I think that would work very well too because D, although it's a very general, it's not like a... You know it's a chemical agent by the way it's reacting with the floor. And I guess you could have a nice sound effect with that, like a sizzling as it burns through the floor. She's absolutely terrified as well. Uh, maybe he's in pain or maybe you're not, maybe not. Um, but... It's a very uh, memorable scene. It's very simple. And I think that does the job very well. So awesome. Well done, uh, Will. Well done, everyone, as usual. Thank you for your comments this week uh, and your emails. Please keep more coming. Keep the keep sending in your movie scenes for the intermediate course. If you're not in the intermediate course yet, power through. Get there as soon as you can because it just gets better and better as you start unlocking more of this beautiful language. And if you haven't actually started the course, but you've listened to me this far, including talking about people bleeding chemicals on the floor, and you, you haven't signed up for our course, give it a shot. If you go to our website, mandarinblueprint.com, we have a 14-day free trial, which gives you completely unfettered access to phase one and pronunciation mastery. And to be honest, it's enough time to get through both of them. So it's basically giving you two free courses. Uh, and yeah, check it out. I will see you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye.